this week on Paranormally Speaking. Once again, I'm your host, Neil Parks. We'll be discussing crop formations throughout the world, the origins of crop formations, where they've popped up, where they've been. When they do appear, they seem to appear in a large number, like a rash of sightings. And also the Men in Black, the ever enigmatic Men in Black, not the movie series or the comic book that the movies are based on, but actual eyewitness accounts and how they are connected to anomalies such as crop formations, UFO sightings, uh, sightings of creatures of a cryptid kind, such as Mothman. This will be a really mind-altering episode of Paranormally Speaking. Uh, Get your tinfoil hats ready. Put them on. No, I'm not to be confused with Alex Jones. He's a horse's ass and should be removed from the airwaves. Once again, I'm Neil Parks, and please hold for an important message from our sponsor. Now playing one of the biggest podcasts of the week on the free iHeartRadio app. Now number one for podcasting. Here's a closer look at the crop formation mystery. Crop circles are strange patterns that appear mysteriously overnight in farmers' fields. They provoke puzzlement, delight, and intrigue among the press and public alike. These patterns are mostly found in the United Kingdom throughout history, but have managed to spread to dozens of countries around the world through the past decades, including the United States. The mystery has inspired countless books, blogs, fan groups, researchers, which are dubbed serialologists, that's me, and even Hollywood films like Signs. Despite having been studied for decades, the question remains, who or what is making them and why? Early crop circles. Many people believe that crop circles have been reported for centuries, a claim repeated in many books and websites devoted to this mystery. Their primary piece of evidence is a woodcut from 1678 that appears to show a field of oat stalks laid out in a circle. Some take this to be the first-hand eyewitness account of a crop circle, not necessarily a formation, but a little historical investigation will show otherwise. The woodcut actually illustrates what in folklore is called a mowing devil, legend in which an English farmer told a worker with whom he was feuding with that he would rather pay the devil himself to cut his oat field than to pay the fee demanded. The source of the harvesting is not unknown or mysterious. It is indeed Satan himself, who, complete with the signature horns and a tail, can be seen in this woodcut design holding a sickle. Some claim that the first crop circles, though they were not called that at the time, appeared near the small town of Tolly, Australia in 1966. A farmer said he saw a flying saucer rise up from a swampy area and fly away. Then he went to investigate and saw a roughly circular area of debris and apparently flattened reeds and grass, which he assumed had been made by the alien spacecraft from where it had landed, but which police investigators said was likely caused by a natural phenomena such as a dust devil or water spout. Referred in the press as flying saucer nests, the story is more a UFO report than a crop circle report. As in the 1678 mowing devil legend, the case for it being linked to crop circles is especially weak, 
when we consider that the impression of or formation was not made in a crop of any kind, but instead just ordinary grass. A route impression in a lawn or grassy area is not necessarily mysterious, as anyone with a kiddie pool in the backyard should know. Indeed, mysterious circles have appeared in grass throughout the world that are sometimes attributed to fairies, but instead caused by disease. So, scientifically validated with a simple explanation. Modern crop circles, in fact, the first real crop circles, didn't appear until the 1970s, when simple circles began appearing in the English countryside. The number and complexity of the circles increased dramatically, reaching a peak in the 1980s and 1990s, when increasingly elaborate circles were produced, including those illustrating complex mathematical equations, which is crop formations, not necessarily circles. The difference is a circle can be easily disputed because I've seen where hoaxers will take a two-by-four and somehow fashion a rope to their hand and step, slide, step, slide, create a non-perfect cylindrical circle pattern and it's not a perfect 360 degrees, but close enough. But you can clearly tell because when it's man-made, the crop itself is bent or snapped over. Now, when it's a crop formation attributed to a UFO encounter, alien phenomenon, whatever you want to refer to it as, the affected crop that is a part of the formation that is often linked to an eccentric mathematical equation, something that is purely enigmatic as to why it would appear in crops is beyond me, but it's some sort of a telltale sign. They're trying to communicate with us for some reason. Someone is. So when they do this, whatever produces this formation, uses a heat source because you can see in the crop, it's swollen and engorged at this point because it's been exposed to a high-level heat source. Therefore, it slumps over, much like a dry spaghetti noodle when introduced to hot boiling water will engorge and become floppy. Same happens to the crop when it's exposed to a high-level heat source. Whatever's producing that, it's open to interpretation. But like I said, the regular old crop circles are nothing more than man-made nine times out of ten when it's just a silly circle. I have encountered myself crop formations that are in excess of 300 feet in diameter. And in order to get the design the way it's set up, you would either have to be a giant using a blowtorch to create a pattern such as this or have some sort of eyes in the sky telling you where to position the crop if it is man-made. And this is something way more complex than a bunch of drunk hillbillies driving around in a four-wheeler and creating patterns. Uh, there is something otherworldly to these formations. Unlike other mysterious, mysterious phenomenon such as psychic powers, ghosts, or Bigfoot, there is no doubt that crop formations are real. The evidence that they exist is clear and very overwhelming. The real question is, instead, what creates them? And there are ways to investigate that question. You can look at internal and external evidence to evaluate crop formations. The internal information includes the content and meaning of the design. 
Is there anything that indicates that any information contained in the message is of extraterrestrial origin? Why mathematical equations and extremely elaborate geometric patterns? And then you have external information, including the physical construction of the crop formation itself. Is there anything that indicates that the design was created by anything other than humans? Please hold for an important message from our sponsor. Roswell, UFOs, flying saucers, alien abduction. Are we alone? Information regarding this and many other questions about the unknown are only a click away at www.theufostore.com. Theufostore.com offers hundreds of DVDs about UFOs, aliens, crop circles, conspiracies, Bigfoot, suppressed science, ancient mysteries. Log on to www.theufostore.com and request a free UFO store catalog. Theufostore.com, the largest selection of UFO products on the internet. Crop formations, or crop circles, as they're commonly known as being called. Who's making them? Why are they making them? Where's the source coming from? Some believe that it's an ancient earthen technology that's been created by some mystical unseen force that science doesn't acknowledge, nor will they even begin to understand or accept it, that's creating these things from the ground up. Others say that it's some celestial being, a hybrid race, a highly technologically advanced race, creating these strange hieroglyphics mixed with geometric patterns. The interesting thing is when coming upon the site of a crop formation, I myself have been to several, when sampling the soil that is within the formation itself, you'll notice that there's a like a soot to it. It becomes almost ashen-like. But at the same time, there's metallic properties that are within the soil all of a sudden. As if it's been distorted, the molecules have been changed. Also, the crops that are within the formation are swollen and slumped over as if heated. Something with extreme heat, a high level of radiation uh, that gives off a metallic residue uh, is causing these things. Uh, this is not just the ones I've investigated. It's not your typical run-of-the-mill crop circle that some drunken hillbilly made with a 2 by 4 or they went out with four-wheelers and just ran all over the crops and, and made a symbol. And this isn't it at all. There are those instances where they've been faked. A circle can easily be faked if it's just that, a circle. But then you have these intricate designs and geometric patterns that would require you to have eyes from above in order to guide you and pinpoint you to where you need to put the crops or bend them or fold them. It would take entirely too many people, entirely too much time, and would easily be seen by anyone in the area when someone's trying to fake it like that to make it that extreme. It's just impossible. Now, the impossible thing or those that can't fathom the reality that some higher celestial race is creating these things from a far-off distant area, or maybe they are coming close enough to us and they are cloaked and creating these things to try and communicate with us, and we're just not smart enough to know what the heck they're trying to say. And until we are smart enough to understand what they're trying to convey in these messages then maybe we don't really pose a threat to them at all, and that's why they're toying with us. If we really posed a threat, then I'd say we'd be enslaved by a higher 
alien overlord at this point, but we're just, we're stupid sea monkeys to these beings, if this is the case. Oh, we're like a group of ants working in a colony. We pose zero threat to these beings, which is why they leave these little breadcrumbs of knowledge for us to hopefully figure out on our own. It's entirely possible. I'll leave you with this. I'm going to read an encounter I had in Peebles, Ohio in 2003 involving a crop formation and men in black. Ghosts, aliens, UFOs, Bigfoot, parallel universes, angels and demons, time travel, cryptozoology, and so much more within the realm of the unexplained, the strange, and the out of this world. I'm your host, Neil Parks, award-winning author, screenwriter, researcher, and paranormal professional. Join me every week as I tackle hot-button topics within the paranormal realm. I'll share personal accounts, my research, and second-hand evidence. I will read excerpts and stories from my books and discuss my upcoming projects in the literary world. Documentaries, both on TV and the big screen, plus my independent film projects. Paranormally Speaking is both thought-provoking and entertaining. New episodes drop every Thursday. Tune in to Paranormally Speaking and prepare to be enlightened. On Wednesday, October 8th, 2003... I took another chance at investigating another crop formation in Peebles, Ohio. My first attempt fell short of any research at all due to a failing battery and the fact that I was kindly escorted off the property by three men who claimed to be off-duty officers watching for acts of vandalism. During my second attempt, I brought my camcorder again, this time with a backup battery. When I arrived near the property, I pulled into the parking lot of the Serpent Mound Park this is directly across from the formation. There wasn't a soul for miles, no vehicles of any type, no wind. The sky was clear that day, and there was no visible wildlife. I powered up my camcorder as I walked into the field. The second that I set foot within the formation, my camera went black. I began to feel the same static feeling and the ache in my jaw as I did during my visit to the formation in Bainbridge, Ohio. I was almost knocked to the ground by a powerful gust of wind. As it began to get colder, a voice shot out from behind me saying, You're going to need to come out of there now, please. I turned around with whip action to see a very tall, very pale man. He was well built, wearing a state trooper uniform, without an ID badge, a hat, or a gun. He was wearing dark sunglasses. However, he just appeared out of thin air. There were no vehicles other than my own anywhere near either of us. It was almost as if he popped up out of the ground, fell from the sky, or teleported from an alternate dimension. I, I'm sorry, I wasn't aware that this was still a no trespassing zone, I said to the officer. He replied, turn off the camera, come away from the field, and get in your car, please. I was shocked that he was so calm and collected about the whole ordeal. Am I breaking any laws by being here? I'm just researching the area. Turn off the camera, get in your car, and go home. I will not report this if you comply, the officer replied. Finally, I walked out of the field and turned off my camcorder, as if it were really doing me any good with two failing batteries. I walked past the supposed officer, and all he did was stand in the same position that he had been standing in the entire time. His arms were folded, and his head turned to follow me as I walked by him. It was like walking past the Terminator. 
I got in my car and pulled out of the parking lot. There were still no other vehicles in sight. There was no way that he would have walked all the way from the police station. I drove past him and watched his movements in my rearview mirror. He turned around and walked directly into the field, then vanished into knee-high crops. I panicked. Where in the world could he have gone? I came to a screeching halt, and then I backed up my car to the same spot where he had been standing. Instantly on that very spot, my car died, and then it came back on after I attempted to start it. My digital meter display was showing all ease, no numbers. All of my radio stations had been reset, and my camera was working again. This time it displayed full power. My wristwatch was behind the time by five and a half minutes, and my cell phone was wiped clear. The man who was supposedly an officer was missing. There was no sign of him anywhere in that field. I took off without looking back. On the way home, I called the local police in the area and explained the entire event to their dispatcher. He listened and seemed very interested. He went on to tell me about an onslaught of calls that he had received about UFO sightings within the last 24 hours and people calling and claiming to see strange animals and other bizarre encounters in the area. He believed me and said that he knows for a fact that the area that I was in was not zoned off and I had every right to be there, seeing as how I had permission from the landowner. He knew that there would be no reason for one of his guys or a state trooper to be within that area at that time. He wondered if that guy might be some loon impersonating an officer. I'm left wondering if the individual that I encountered was not a being of this realm, but possibly from another realm entirely. In popular culture and UFO conspiracy theories, the men in black are supposedly men dressed in black suits who claim to be quasi-government agents who harass, threaten, or sometimes even assassinate UFO witnesses to keep them quiet about what they have seen. It is sometimes suggested that they are disguised aliens themselves. The term is also frequently used to describe mysterious men working for unknown organizations, as well as various branches of government allegedly designed to protect secrets or perform other strange activities. The term is generic, used for any unusual, threatening, or strangely behaved individual whose appearance on the scene can be linked to some fashion with a UFO sighting. Several alleged encounters with these men in black have been reported by UFO researchers and enthusiasts. I myself had an encounter with what I would consider a strange and unusual MIB uh, when I was exploring and trying to investigate the crop formation in 2013 in Peebles, Ohio. And my encounter was something that was very otherworldly. Stories about allegedly real-life men in black inspired the semi-comic science fiction men in black franchise of comics, books, films, and other media. Folklorist James R. Lewis compares accounts of men in black with tales of people encountering Lucifer and speculates that they can be considered a kind of psychological drama for some people. 1997 science fiction film Men in Black starring Will Smith and Tommy Lee Jones was loosely based on the Men in Black comic book series created by Lowell Cunningham and Sandy Carruthers 
Cunningham had the idea for the comic once a friend of his introduced him to the concept of government men in black upon seeing a black van riding the streets. In the 1998 anime series Serial Experiments Lane, there is the presence of men in black, very similar to the men in black from the original conspiracy theory in the story. They have the work to track down and assassinate the member of a hacker group called the Knights of the Eastern Calculus, whose objective is to merge the real world and the wired world, an internet-like communication system, all together into one. There are various things connected to the Men in Black, such as black helicopters, and Men in Black have been represented in various forms of sci-fi and fantasy, such as Doctor Who. Uh, the characters known as the Silence are very similar to Men in Black. The TV show Fringe uh, was laced with Men in Black uh, that were known as Watchers from the future that would come to past events in present time and observe humans uh, in the current timeline and take it back to study and research their findings to determine how they themselves can keep from repeating the same mistakes. There was a movie with Matt Damon and Emily Blunt released several years ago called The Adjustment Bureau, which is very borderline men in black as far as the whole concept of everything around us is basically staged and predestined. And there are certain pieces that are put in order for each and every person that's alive. And The Adjustment Bureau is the agency that is essentially appointed by a higher deity to watch our every step, keep our moves calculated according to their timeline and what the end game for what they want us to experience and live or die um, and the greater plan, the greater scheme of things. Hey guys, good news. The outrageously expensive little blue pill is now generic, which means you can get the prescription medication to treat ED at affordable prices. And Hems makes it extra affordable. You pay just 30 bucks for a month's supply. And right now, get your first online doctor's visit totally free when you go to 4 slash good. That's right, free, zero copay, no expensive appointments, no awkward face-to-face -face conversations to get your prescription. Hims connects you to doctors online who can evaluate you and, if appropriate, prescribe your ED medication. And a pharmacy sends it right to your door. Hims makes it affordable, private, and incredibly easy. Nobody likes dealing with ED. Now, thanks to Hims, nobody has to. And that's really good news. To start your free online visit, you need to go to this exclusive address, 4 slash good. That's 4 slash good for your free online visit. F-O-R-H-I-M-S dot com slash good. Family is big around here. We're family-owned, family-operated, family-managed. And that means legacy. That means dependability. That means using Granger. With over 1.5 million products and knowledgeable product experts, Granger has whatever we need. And with same day pickup and next day delivery options, they have it whenever we need it. For over 90 years, businesses like ours have trusted Granger. Because, like family, Granger's got our back. Call, clickgranger.com, or stop by to see for yourself. Granger, for the ones who get it done. We need to make what's normal seem strange. To find intelligent alien life, humans may need to start thinking like extraterrestrials. Our hunt for aliens has potentially had a fatal flaw from the beginning. We are the ones searching for them. That's the problem because we are a unique species and alien-seeking scientists are even stranger and more specialized. 
As a result, their all-too-human assumptions may get in the way of their alien listening endeavors. To get around this, the Breakthrough Listening Project, a $100 million initiative scouring the cosmos for signals of otherworldly beings as part of the search for extraterrestrial intelligence. SETI, of course, is asking anthropologists to help unmask some of these biases. It's kind of a joke at Breakthrough Listen. Claire Webb, an anthropology and history of science student at the Massachusetts Institute of Technology, said here on January 8th at the 235th meeting of the American Astronomical Society, AAS, in Honolulu. They tell me we're studying aliens, and you are studying us. Since 2017, Webb has worked with Breakthrough Listen to examine how SETI researchers think about aliens, produce knowledge, and perhaps inadvertently place anthropocentric assumptions into their work. She sometimes describes their efforts as making the familiar strange. For instance, your life might seem perfectly ordinary, maybe involving being hunched over a desk and shuttling electronics around between computers until examined through an anthropological lens, which points out that this is not exactly a universal state of affairs. At the conference, Webb presented a poster looking at how breakthrough listen scientists use artificial intelligence to shift through large data and try to uncover potential techno-signatures or indicators of technology or tool use by alien organisms. Researchers who use AI tend to disavow human handicraft in the machines they build, Webb told Science. They attribute to a lot of the agency to those machines. I find that somewhat problematic and at the worst untrue. Any AI is trained by human beings who present it with the types of signals they think an an intelligent alien might produce. In doing so, they predispose their algorithms to certain biases. It can be incredibly difficult to recognize such thinking and overcome its limitations, Webb said. Halloween's around the corner. Most bizarre thing I've ever encountered. One uh, would be uh, when I was a guest speaker at the Mothman Festival in Point Pleasant, West Virginia. I told you, Randy. Uh, several years ago. I've, I've been a regular there, but I've taken some time off from it so I don't bore people. So this woman approaches me, and she uh, seems to be distraught, and she's like, she really needed to talk to me, but not around other people. So she pulls me off to the side, and she says to me, I don't know how to tell you this, but... I know I've been abducted over and over again since the age of nine. I'm like, okay, go ahead. I, I'm open ears. I hear stories like this all the time. And she said, no, you don't understand. They've abducted me within the last year and impregnated me. I said, really? And she says, yes. And I was carrying the child almost a full term. And then the light took me again. And when I came to, I was in the hospital. And they say I was never pregnant to begin with. But I have ultrasounds showing that I had a child in my stomach. I, I said, okay, did you, you know, did some cult maybe take your baby or something? Or did a dingo get your baby? And she's, I didn't really say that. That would be rude. So she she went on to, to say that she keeps having visions of a child that she um, will never see or never have because it was taken from her by the higher beings. And that she encountered a child that she knew was hers, but it was aged seven years, but she lost it about a year ago. 
And I'm like, okay, so it aged rapidly? She said, because it's an alien-human hybrid. And she knows it's her child because it spoke to her telepathically. Oh, And no. said, Mommy, I'm here. I'm okay. Um, they need me. They need me. I have a higher calling. And I, I'm start, I'm sitting, I have to sit down at this point. I'm like, okay, because that was a lot to unload on a guy that That's writes ghost books and talks yeah. about Bigfoot and You're like, this is a great band. story. Are you yeah. like, if the X-Files has taught us anything, it's to trust no one. The X-Files is another prime example of our subculture and pop culture meshing with the Men in Black concept. So many TV shows, movies, documentaries, and written word has told us the story of this anomaly known as the Men in Black and has shared with us strange encounters and otherworldly tales of crop formations. Thank you so much for joining me this week. And for sitting around as long as you have to listen to me yammer on about such nonsense. If you have any strange experiences of your own or have of your own in regards to this phenomenon, please feel free to email me at parksparanormal at gmail.com. At any point in time, I'd be happy to answer any questions. Thank you so much for listening and have a great weekend.